Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, Marky Davison as always. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm doing pretty good. What are we now? Um, I think oh, we're one hour in front, right? I think when we normally do our, our podcast. Yeah, the, yeah um, I think so. Daylight saving went forward or backwards, I don't remember, and you guys fall back soon. Uh, doing pretty well. We I know. Forward. Yeah, we went forward, right? And they... They go oh, back. America goes back soon. Yeah, they go back soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm doing pretty well. Like our Steelers, like I'm thinking, like our Steelers are what one and three. Yeah, you know, there's um and JJ five two says Bills one. have a lot of injuries, but we have a lot of injuries too. So I'm doing all right. I'm I'm kind of like if we if this season goes bad, fair enough. It's been t- 19 years. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since we haven't had a losing season. It's Kenny season. I think they'll, they'll play better. I know everyone's choosing the Bills to win this game. Fair enough. But I think there's more of a now a more you know positive approach to this. To this, we still haven't got TJ. We still haven't got Kazi out there. And other guys. But I think it's it's like maybe it's time the Steelers have a bit of a losing stretch. I don't really know. Right. It's been a long time since I've ever seen the Steelers not have a chance for a playoffs. Probably in all my fandom uh, since 2002 or 2003, 2004. So since like Big Ben, so, so you're saying there's no chance of the playoffs? Oh, there's a chance. There's always a chance, <laughs> right? <laughs> always. 
we're still only one game away from the AFC North. I think that's, you know, but I'm just saying, like, if things does go, if they do go this certain way where, you know, the Bills beat us, Bucks beat us, and, and that happens, well, I'm kind of okay with that. But at the same time, I'm pretty happy with what's happening with this team um, by, you know, Mike Tomlin made a, you know, you talked about in the war room, right? Mike Tomlin made a big um, move getting Kenny in there. Yeah, he found his cojones, mate. Far yeah. out, like about time. <laughs> but if we look back at that, can I just going to say, got to say like on that, and then I want you to keep going with it, but if Trey Lance was good enough to play in the NFL, then Kenny Pickett was good enough to play in the NFL from the start of the season. But I'm glad the O-line had time to gel. I'm just going to say that. That's what I'm going to say. Continue, continue. I think he's going to do all right. I think um, if we look back at this season and like, you know, as much people say, fire Tomlin, fire Tomlin, you know, every time we lose, you have to give it to the guy respect. If he, if he walks out of the next four games, if he walks away with two and two, that deserves respect in my opinion. And starting Kenny, they were saying, well, we, they should have started from the start, but maybe he didn't have to. Maybe you wanted to see what you saw with Trubisky and you got through four games. Now you've given Kenny Pickett a shorter season Right for him, it's his he's starting right. So now he's got what fourteen or thirteen games left, a short season to try and get to the playoffs. The way they did it, it kind of makes sense in my opinion. You gave it a go with Trubisky, it didn't work out. You're only one game behind the AFC North, and this year you don't know what's happening. Like we talked off air just then, talking about the game last night, twelve nine Colts first Denver. Denver's meant to be a better team with Russell Wilson. They look awful. And the Colts should be four and one. They look really bad too. So this this early in the season has been a lot of poor play. So it's okay. Maybe maybe we can turn it around. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think it's interesting because, like, you know, and and the title of today's show is really can a Kenny Pickett led Steelers team pay the largest rookie bills? So it's kind of, you know, we all know the rookies have those position room meetings and they've got to pay those massive bills and quarterbacks usually get and wide receivers get slogged with that, particularly in the first few rounds. But I was just thinking like the odds, the money line, like I saw, I just tried to pull up then what one of the latest money lines. So, you know, still the spreads like 13 and a half. The money line is, you know, the bills are minus a thousand, still is a plus 650. You know, I think I saw it in our Australian <clears throat> betting mark. I think it was like seven bucks the Steelers were yeah. paying to win the game. Like, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about the way that Kenny Pickett led the team last week and the spark and the guts. Like, not only did Mike Tomlin find his cojones in, you know, bringing Kenny Pickett in, man, Kenny Pickett's got some balls of steel. I mean, the throw with Quinn and Williams that everyone's been talking about, the barreling through the line for touchdowns, like, I, like I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. And then I, I think about the injury report. Like, I don't know if you've seen the injury report as of overnight, but the, the uh, list is like 25 people long. Like, listen to this. Christian Benford, hand out. J- Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, out. Gabe Davis, is full practice, but game status unspecified. Tremaine Edmonds, questionable. If he's not there, that's a massive hole in their defense. They've oh, rested wow. Daquan Jones, <laughs> unspecified. Dawson Knox, their key tight end, which like caused us problems last year and causes mass- t- massive problems for teams. He's out. He- and he's a safety blanket for Josh Allen. Jake Kumaro, I don't really know who he is, but he's out. Um, Cam Lewis, cornerback, unspecified. Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver, questionable. 
Von Miller, unspecified. Mitch Morse, unspecified. I should say Mitch had full practice on Thursday, Friday. Josh Murray, tackle foot, unspecified. He's, um, so we'll see what happens with him. Ed Oliver, questionable. Key defensive tackle for them, stops the run. Jordan Phillips, a really capable backup. Um, he's questionable too. So if those two guys, have, if even one of those guys are out and Tremaine Edmonds is out, that's their run defense, it, you know, suddenly has a problem. Jordan Poyer's out. We know Micah Hyde's already out for the season. Tredavis White's not back yet from injury. Roger Saffold, veteran, was rested. He probably plays. He's a guard, though. And Diggs didn't practice Friday and is unspecified. So if you look at this, they could be without their starting and backup defensive tackle. They'll be without two, two to three of their top wide receivers, and they'll be without their top tight end. Now, Josh That's Allen's lot. good That's enough to get people. it done, but I'm telling you, man, like, this is pr- like it's primed for now. Look, I'm I'm sounding all bullish and whatever, and people say, "Oh, Matt, you're just in the Kenny Pickett hype train." Yeah, the Steelers might get blown out still. Like this Buffalo team can put points on. I watched that Titans game. I've watched a few of their other quarters in and around the season so far. But this is a long injury list on a team a lot, that's had a lot of people, injuries all season, right? Like just as much as the Steelers had like so many games in such a short period, the Buffalo Bills. They've had to have all these different guys step up. I mean, this is this is a long list, man. That's um, that's incredible. So that that uh, that seven dollars in Australia looks quite nice right now, doesn't it? Hundred percent. I have to check it because I, I have this in my bets. If I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do it on Saturday. You know, I'll see if it blows out even more with more people putting it on the bills and multis. It's probably like five bucks now. I probably just lost some money. The big, <laughs> so the big one for me is Jordan Jordan Poyer being out. So. He's gone, right? That, that's a safety. He's le- he's leading at uh, four interceptions, and yeah. the other one too. Isaiah McKenzie's not not a not a blow over there either for a receiver. If he's concussion, they're going to deal with concussion differently this time as well. Same for us with Terrell Edmonds. He might be, you know, and also the the go to guy Dawson Knox tight end. So I didn't know these guys. I didn't even know these players were out. I wasn't really keeping up to be honest. Yeah, man, I've been following this all week. It's like that's, the longest. That, that it's is been almost about in the BTC Slack channel as well, but it's like. Nuts. Looks like a not like an even game. You've got young rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett to go in there versus a depleted Bills team that that has all the pressure on them to win. So that's a really good chance for them to, to try and you know at least at least be competitive. And I know we have injuries too, but not not as long as that list. Well, we've got yeah. So Cameron Sutton's questionable. Witherspoon's out. Edmonds is questionable. Deontay had a full practice after suffering a hip injury or well, compl- hip complaint. He was limited on Thursday. Cameron Sutton, we just talked about him. We talked about Akella with a spoon. Levi Wallace looks like he's in, which is good. He he had a full practice on Friday or today, US time, as we go for those listening live. Terrell Edmonds limited practice. We said he's questionable. I, I don't think he'll play, though. Um, this is where, like, Kazee would have been really helpful. Um, Minka's full practice. Full practice, even though he had the knee complaint. Mason Cole was limited. Chris Wormley, full practice. Cam Cam Haywood was full practice, which is good because I was worried about Cam. Like, this this is probably more like last year's game than a shootout at this point, if you look at the players that are in and out. Like, but this is a classic, you know, and, and I know someone in live chat's brought up, you know, a chance to not, for Kenny to match Ben's record, all those sorts of things. This is a sort of a, a game where, as long as if Kenny even can walk away, and I know we said this wasn't acceptable with Mitch Trubisky, but if Kenny can walk away with like one 
like throwing touchdown or two throwing touchdowns, one, you know, rushing touchdown and keep it clean, no interceptions. You walk away with a win here, you get the season back on track, right? Like this is this is the difference there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like these sorts of injuries, Steel's coming back. Um, but this is a game as well. Like Najee has to step up. Claypool has to make a bleeping catch. I mean, uh, come on, man. I'm done with him. I, I've watched that play over and over. And it's I awful. hear people go, that was a bad throw. Kenny shouldn't have thrown that. He underthrew. It wasn't a bad throw. Who catches like that? Who actually goes up and what kind of pro oh, receiver man. in the NFL um, contorts their body that way and, and doesn't doesn't make a receiver play? He calls himself Mabeltron after Megatron. He's nothing like Megatron, my opinion. I, I'm actually over him, man. I, I, wish, I wish they'd trade him or get rid of him or, or start Sims over him or someone else or go to pick up more. You're like against a five foot eight and five foot 11. I think the other guy was five foot 10 or five foot 11. He's got no moxie, man. How, do, how is that possible, man? Man, I've got like a partial sh- shoulder tear and dislocation right now. And I, if I had to, I could high point a ball, but like, I, I don't it's been It's been happening throughout his whole career. Uh, Big Ben helped him out in the first, you know, rookie. But other than that, there's nothing really, there's nothing really physical about him. He doesn't go up there and uh, fight for the football. He can't lean on his feet. I'm, I'm just done. I'm just done seeing, and we keep giving him, him excuses. I keep waiting for him to do something. I'm just done with Claypool, man. Uh, I'd rather see Deontay Johnson or Pickett out there or someone else easily. You know what? Yeah. And like, I was talking to you off air about it. It's, I wouldn't trade him necessarily this season until we know what we like Calvin Austin's going to do and the problems with Gunner. Surely they're going to swap him out to Steve Sims or let Austin do the work there. But like next year's draft at the moment is looking like a pretty weak wide receiver class. So I know people talk about Claypool's market. Someone will throw it at him. Or do what I – I mean, I don't even trust him to do this. But remember we talked about it early in the season. Put Claypool in a Kyle Pitts-style role. Play him at like – you know, a he's, not, he's, he's not good deep, man. He's you have to get you have to give that guy the ball like really early. Not even in fast. absolute space, and then hope he does something yeah. once he's got the ball. But I, like, I, 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 even to me, his route running ability and look, I'm not a coach, I don't play, but what I see is his route running ability is just oh, he ball. can't run routes. He can't. Mm. You look at look what he did in college. He just ran go routes. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, and I agree with what what Gary says here. Holy dooly, mates! It's just it's it's incredible how he is even on the on the team. Uh, George says give uh, give Sim a try. Sim to me is a better footballer, and we talked about this a million times. To me, he's not a receiver; he's just a guy that can, can maybe catch. And I just don't like the way his, his body position is for the for. And they're putting that on Pickett. Pickett gave the guy a chance, and like you said, six foot four versus five foot eight. You have that matchup. You should be able to go up there. And even if he, the worst part is not that he didn't catch it. The worst part is he he made the other guy get the interception. You know, he he could have like maybe dropped it and, and pushed it away or something like that. But he, he he fumbled it in the air, fell on his back, got up and looked around and went, was that my fault? Didn't even have any any chance to go and chase or didn't even try and tackle. It's just, I don't know. I'm just done with him. I, I, I don't like the Kenny Pickett attitude. Do you know what the one thing I loved about it? It was in the press conference after Kenny Pickett was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to go back to him because you've got to go make plays. I, like I just love like I just love that like keep going and remember I said that on last week's show around my problem with Trubisky was he didn't want to throw an interception and I talked about the fact it doesn't matter in the NFL what matters is winning and if you throw three interceptions but you throw four or five touchdowns and you win the game no one cares 
Like you won. Like we care, obviously, and we don't want that to be a trend, right? Like if you're going to throw three interceptions every game of the season, you're going to have a problem, right? But like at, at the end of the day, you've got to go out there to win games. You don't go out there to not lose. You don't go out there to save your job. That That's not how this sport works. And so that, that was the thing I loved about it. I thought the other interception I was talked about in War Room this week, Hail Mary won. If the Steelers had a wide receiver that could actually jump up there and get the damn ball, maybe we wouldn't have this issue. Like if Claypool could do half the crap that he talks about being able to do as a top three wide receiver, Brandon Marshall would have got caught that ball. 100% he would have caught that question. ball. Answer me this. What has Claypool done since that, that rookie season? The last two years. But even what that are, rookie are, season, mate, like some of those touchdowns, the sweeps near the goal line. If you're six foot four and 238 <laughs> pounds and you can run 4'4", 40, come on, man. Of course you can score they, that they, one. They're giving him a big chance to be part of this offense, and I still just don't see it. I don't, I don't Do see you know how what? it works. I, I, I'm like, if they got cap next year, and they probably will with the way the rollover is going to work, man, I just hope they, they find a way to bring Juju back on like eight or nine a year for four four years bring him back he's only on a one-year deal with the chiefs like bring juju back like to give to give picket Ju- like juju someone's going to take those short passes open deontay up with pickens i, I love that man i i, I miss juju gary gary says here give him a break i say nah don't give him a break he's had a break you know man I, I'm, I'm just done with claypool you but he doesn't but he's but he can't he doesn't do anything man he's a second round draft pick he doesn't do anything I just don't think he's has any real physical nature or like you tell me you tell me this. You tell me this. James Washington. Did he do more in the Steelers and the chances he got to play than Claypool does? Like, given how many chances Claypool gets, if, if they'd given James Washington these many chances, he'd be like Deontay Light. He stayed on his feet. He went he went he through fought, his route. He blocked. He he ran over some. Uh, I can't remember who ran over someone on the goal line. Actually, did something where he ran someone over. He, he, I I just don't think Claypool can stay on his feet long enough. I don't think he's strong enough to be a receiver. I think it's almost like his helmet's too big for him. He's getting you know, oh, like he's falling over. I'm just, and I've been done with him for a long time. Like, prove me wrong. I've been done since since the Vikings point. I'm done with his ego, and I'm done with his um, you know, lack of care for anything. And you see it every week. And they're they're blaming that on Pickett. You can't blame it on Pickett. I'm done with these. Didn't Claypool come out and say, oh, nine times out of 10, I'll catch that ball, but there was one time he dropped it? No, you'd probably be the opposite. It's just To me, I don't understand why he's on the team, but I've been saying that for a very long time. Oh, I, I, I can't understand it. I'm not, I'm, not buying his, it. I'm not buying his jersey or anything like that. I tell you, I just like, if you yeah, make a play, go make a play, be a receiver. But I, I, other than that, I just don't really understand how he is a part of this. Like, like you see George Pickham making play. You see Johnny Johnson. Sure, DJ's had drops, right? You see um, Stephen Sims now hopefully will come in to be a kick returner. Maybe he might be in there. Even Miles Boykin can play a uh, receiver in there too. Right? They're all trying their hardest and, and, and tr- trying to – I just don't see how – it's like you said. He needs to be a tight end. Like go and be that third tight end that you can like yeah, check the ball down to to get, seven, to get seven yards, to, to maybe work the middle of the field. Wide receiver-wise, he falls down consistently. He has no body position in the air. He can't beat corners. He can't beat anyone. The corners must be laughing at him. Anyways, that's 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 what that's what it is. Yeah, I I just don't I don't understand it. I mean, look, Chase Claypool's in his third season. Obviously, Washington came into the lead. Washington's played 2,100 snaps, 
Claypool's played 17, uh, 17, 29. And if you look at the stats, Washington's 180 yards less. They've had the same amount of receiving touchdowns. James Washington has had 20 less receptions. Um, hasn't had all the rushing attempts because that's not that's not what he does in a team, which is why Chase Claypool, I think, has had hats um, in previous years, particularly before they drafted Najee in 2020. Like, I, I'd, and also you look at the team, the receivers that we had when James Washington came in. Like, I just, I think he's, I think it's a fail. We saw better production. I know it's only preseason, but there's still some value to it. We saw some better production with um, Pickett to Vaughn's. And his willingness to get to the goal line, I just haven't. I just don't see that with Claypool. Like I just think he's, he's just there because they they think he's the uh, a threat to go down the field. And in that play <laughs> against Pickett, it was not a threat. Well, so this is the funny. So Dave brought like Dave Schofield, the Oracle, brings this up and says you have to wonder if things that should have been corrected the last two years, hence they made the change at wide receiver coach. This is actually really interesting because I was thinking about this earlier in the week when Juju came out and made the comment <laughs> on not. Um, not uh, how he's learned more on offense in the last sort of half a year or, you know, since he joined the Chiefs than he did in the previous five years with the Steelers. Yeah, and it's true. like, duh, like uh, in many ways, like, you know, Figna in Canada, of course you've learned more with Andy Reid and Eric Bien. I mean, like, come on, man. But I also thought about it. Imagine if, you know, and condolences even now to, um, to coach Drake's family. But I wonder how big a loss Coach Drake was for this Steelers team and the wide receiving unit. Like, I, I think when we think about, and I can't remember the year that he started with the Steelers, but we think about all the wide receivers that we had, you know, over the last sort of decade or so and how well they did and how they were going to come in before they had the problems like Montavious Bryan and AB and, and all the rest of it. I just, I think about that and even the start that Juju had. And I wonder... Yeah, whether whether this would have been different with these guys at the helm, and and that's the thing. Like, and and had a guy like Claypool had more time with him, um, but it's what you talked about there in route running, Mark, and that was a problem with him at college. And it's fine if if you are not that route runner, you do put that guy in a tight end like position because that's his body. Like it, it is, and that was a that was the knock on him coming out. Is a lot of people sat there and said he's a tight end, he's not a wide receiver, and he needs to put on weight. And people were like, no, he could be an explosive wide receiver. I'll put my hand up. At the time, I said, no, nah, he's just going to be a monster wide receiver with Ben, get open, blah, 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 blah. I thought he'd learn to run a bit more, uh, you know, uh, run routes a lot better than what he did, though. I'm surprised. There's just this lack of development there. And I think it's right, as Dave brought up. Every you know, single that's time. That's why they've made, the, they've made the change. Every single time he goes for a catch, the body position is absolutely awful. And you don't need to be a receiver coach. You don't need to be a coach of the of the NFL. Exactly. You, you look at it as a fan and go, what are you doing? The way how you go out and drop the ball is terrible. Holden, Holden says here, Senquiz Golson could cover Claypool. <laughs> and I agree with that. Anyone can cover Claypool. It's not too hard. You just got to turn his, turn, turn his body around. His footwork's awful. His body position in the air is awful. He flails too many times, you know, trying to get the football. And we keep playing him at number two every time. Well, what do you think about this? Is making contested catches a mindset thing or something you can coach up? It's a bit of both. Hours. It's a bit of both, I would say. I'd say it would be a bit of uh, technique, technique and strategy. But the main thing I find is it's it's a, I think it's a mindset thing with Claypool because yeah, they had had that one big year, the eleven TDs. He went out and bought all these things called Maple Tron, all the things, you know, he started doing the, the deals, this kind of stuff. He thinks, in my opinion, 
And this is why I'll never have him on the show with me anywhere I go because we wouldn't be mates <laughs> because I probably bagged him out too much. But he thinks he's bigger than his own shoes. And that's that's the reality of it is. He comes out and says these these, these crazy things. I want to uh, I want to be top three or I am I am top three. You're no way you're top three. You're not even top 25, top 30, top 40. No way. There are so many other receivers out but there. But how can I, I don't understand. He should just spend time with Pat Freemuth at training. He's, hey, he's fantastic the way he does. an expert. This. But like, but I think it yeah. is. I, I, look, I'd compare it to two things. <laughs> I think, I think you look at the way centers get better at, at sinking free throws in the NBA. Right? They practice that. You got to practice it. But it is a mindset thing, man. You're six foot four in a two hundred and thirty five to two hundred and thirty eight pound body, man. Like, come on. I've seen it though. We've seen it with other players playing rugby league. Though, remember T Rex? No one else will know this. Only you will remember T Rex who played for Manly, the big yeah. fella. He was exactly the same. The biggest guy on the field, but couldn't run hard. Uh, and you guys won't get that, but we will. So Alfred says here too, these guys are world-class athletes. For some reason, Quable plays like a 6'4 Ryan Switzer. <laughs> Ryan Switzer was better, man. He, he caught the ball. <laughs> I just don't, like, even when you said about, okay, when you say about, uh, you know, Frymuth, right? He's going through his, you can see in his route, in his route running, he can sit down in the hole. He, he, can, he, can, he, can, he can work back to the football, stuff like that. I don't see any of that with Claypool. He never works back to football. He can't high point it. He's he's always getting cut. He's, he's he's always covered by anyone. So I don't know. I want to see him have a good game, but you keep saying that every single week and nothing happens. Well, and I now- mean, this is we went through the injury report earlier on in the show, right? For the Bills, if he can't have a big game this week, when are you going to have one? Well, we, we've been saying it for a long time, so it's it's just very frustrating. I would rather see. Uh, Steven Sims have a chance to get in there um, or, you know, anyone else on the practice squad to have a chance for these young guys to develop and get out there because I think they're, they're more of a football receiver than, than Quaypool is. Or you put, the, like you said, put Quaypool at tight end and you, just, and you, and you move on and you use Gentry you in there him. too. You flex yeah. him. And particularly when you're doing all this like pre-motion snap stuff, they, uh, right now the league thinks he's a wide receiver and a crap one at best, <laughs> So like you may as well Mate, no one's you may as well do that. No, no, you may, but you may as well do that because at least you're gonna at least you're gonna put at least you're gonna be in a position where you might trick you might trick the defense once or twice. Do you see like imagine you see if you sweep him across and they're like, hey, thinking he's gonna grab the ball and he doesn't. You know, I just and then he start, you know, he's a receiving option. I I, I just I can't I can't fathom having that athletic ability <laughs> and not ha- not having that athletic ability at the same time, if you know what I mean. Holden says he, he was at the game on Sunday. He, he, he accidentally covered Claypool. So there you go. Even even Holden was there covering Claypool. It's easy. It just... Um, <laughs> just All right, these comments, these comments are on point, by the way. I guess you, got, you know, I know you guys feel our frustration. I know the guys on the audio side feel our frustration too. I just don't see that Claypool is a is a is a good receiver in this league, and I'd rather see someone else have a chance. That's what I'm trying to say. Pickens went out there, and he he, he can block, he can catch. His route running is fantastic. His arms are about as long as a you know a ten foot bloody ladder. He's out there trying and trying to develop as a young rookie. And Claypool just seems like a guy that just goes out through the motions. I've I've watched him. I've watched him on the All 22s. I've watched him on playing um, football every week. He, he does just goes through the, the. He doesn't come back to pick it. Someone's in trouble. He doesn't come back to Trubisky. He's never running around trying to get open. He goes through his route, completes, it, and that's it. And then stops. I'd never see him doing any extra effort. 
And I think there's a big chance, big reason why is because he's involved in this TikTok stuff, the promotion of his own his own thing. I saw the other day on Instagram, um, he did like a little video and he was talking about he's one of the best, how he's one of the best receivers. He's not, or how he can go down and, and catch the long ball. I don't see any of that. I don't see how he's a threat to anyone. Like if you're a defense, mark him up man on man and he's out for the whole game. You know, I I, I don't see how he's, he's that big of a threat. He's not. He's just not. Um, I guess some like, you know, in the live chat, um, you know, Alfred brings up Pickens and he should be wide receiver number two. He is wide receiver number two. Whether they name him that or he's not, like he is. Like that's who they're playing. He's playing, like, playing really well, wide, man. He's, playing well. But you know what? Okay, so this is the other thing. I watched back at the game. I watched the second half particularly after the game. Um, I kind of... <laughs> J-Devil top three TikTok. That's great. <laughs> There's too many good ones. Another one, Jedi was a top three TikTok. I love him. Like we have to, man. But I, I don't think we're using Najee Harris, Najee Harris enough in the short passing game. Like we, and by that, like yeah, we throw it behind the line of scrimmage. But I want to see like just little cuts in, like little slants in behind the defensive line. Like I just wonder whether. That's something in this Steelers offense that we can unlock, particularly like Kenny Pickett, and maybe I, I think so. You know, we I, talked I about so. Trubisky and being familiar with RPO plays. In I didn't, I don't think we really saw that any success there, but I do think with Pickett, that could be something where there's a benefit. I don't know, and I know it's different from saying Najee short passing versus and and you know in that and my, by short passing I mean more sort of the eight to fifteen yards, so not quite intermediate area uh, um, intermediate passing, but like I know that's different from an RPO play in many respects. But yeah, I, I just think we need to get the ball into Najee's hands more beyond the line of scrimmage, and I, and I think you're gonna we're gonna have to work him into the passing game more than what we are. I think because, like, there's some untapped stuff there because if you get him in space. The ability for him to truck or stiff on someone <laughs> is massive. Alfred said, I'd trade Claypool for a bag of Doritos. Cool wrench. Doesn't he have to be the nacho cheese? <laughs> oh, you guys are going off. Um, I definitely would uh, work, you know, pick it into, well, pick it's going to help work Najee in this game. I think we're going to see a whole different offense too with Pickett in there, to be honest. He's more exciting, more explosive. Um, if he can't, you know, go through his progressions, he might check down to Najee and get him open space. We need, though, Najee yeah, to get open space. The guy's got to get one-on-one with a linebacker and then yeah. try and, and then try and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, but this comes down to blocking, too, and it comes down to blocking with Claypool and, and Pickens and those guys and, and DJ. Who do we have, like, on the receiver-wise that can really lay the smack down for the blocks? I, I don't overly know, right? It's not Claypool. Uh, he might be a body <laughs> in the way. But, you know, maybe get Pickens involved too. I think this offense will be different because I think what, what they're going to do is is hopefully go the one-two punch with Najee Harris, get Pickett comfortable. And, of course, you know, like I want to make sure, like hopefully they, 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 they give Pickett a chance to go and throw the football. Go and do exactly what you did with the Jets game, but take control of your offense and find your target fireman. Find your guys. If Pickett's his guy, go to Pickett. If it's DJ, go to DJ. But they're going to get this offense much more involved, I think, what they were doing with Mitchell Trubisky, 100%. So I don't even care if they win or lose, but I just want to see them have a good game and him get be better. But uh, no, I care if they win. I'm, I, I agree with what Bad was saying. I listened to a little portion of the, pre, the preview the other day. Moral victories are not for the pro football, like for pro football. And 
I mean, you know, bad said they were just for eight-year-olds. I think there are other moral victories you can have along the way. And there, there are moral victories in what you do and stamp causes you stand up for, blah, 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 blah. But I do think, when how do they, like, if they can't win this game with that many injuries of the Bills that are out, nah. Well, it's still it's still a big uh, you know it's a, it's still a hard game to do like to go. If Stefan Diggs is out, they have their top four receiving targets. He's going to be out as well. He might be out. Well, he's questionable right now. Yeah. Really? Where I can't find him on the list. <laughs> he was questionable after Friday's practice. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He did. Yeah. It says he did not play. Wow. They got no Stefan Diggs. Yeah. He's going to have this kind of Josh Allen by himself out that way. Just you know, run the football and throw it to himself. I guess. Well, I mean, you know, he could just run. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, it's not. This I mean, look, this- they got James Cook. Like, I think he can do a bit in the short passing game as well. But, uh, you know, in, he was one of their second round draft pick this year. But I just think they're going to have to run. The, like, the, the thing that, oh, and this is where I want to transition the second part of the show. Last week, the defense, I, I can't even begin to explain the, the defense, uh, the the lapses, the poor performance. You could tell Cam Hayward was like pretty much F this. Like at the end of the game, it's like, mm. come on, man, right? And like this week, the, the rush defense just has to be on point. If if they if they don't have it this week, that's that's what will lose them this game. They need to be able to like like win time of possession comfortably. Hold the, keep the ball away from Josh Allen is like number one on defense, and number two, don't get gashed with the with the with the rushing offense that the Bills have between Allen, between um, uh, Singletary, Zach Moss, you know James Cook. That that's where they're that's that is the key to this game. Can Absolutely. we? Uh, D- Dave says here, Diggs just rested. He has no injury status. Can we somehow? Trade for digs for Claypool, like is that is that a thing? yeah? But like, he's rested all week. I know, I I, 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 I did see that day, but like he's rested all week. I don't know. Like, yeah, he probably will play him with a painkiller or something. But even still, I, I just think Dawson Knox out is and Gabe Davis out. Like, yeah, there's there's some big fellas too for the Bills. I think we do have a chance. It's it's, it's, it's amazing how many players are actually out in this injury report. Like, that's a lot of people. So, and we know, and our, our secondary is pretty banged up too, right? Our, our secondary, what Levi? Uh, no, not not Levi. Achilles Witherspoon's out, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and we've, gonna, we're, you know, we're, we're like almost top. Well, I think we're thirteenth in the league for allowing the most rush yards at like five hundred and twenty-six. Wow, um, per, per so, game. <laughs> well, in total. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we're we're about tenth worst in the league. Yeah, we're about. Yeah, tenth in terms of what we allowed there. All right, but so like, how, how do they how do they go and stop the run then? Is it Cam need a big game? They need to really muscle up. They need Montrevious Adams there. What's what's got to happen? Yeah, Jack and Bush need to. It's Jack and Bush, like they need to absolutely rock up to play here. Um, you know, Highsmith, Reed getting into the backfield as well. I think that's going to be absolutely vital. It's tackles for a loss. You know, you don't necessarily. You know, need like a stack of sacks on Josh Allen, but they need they need to win. They need to get a stack of tackles for a loss. It's massive. Does it help being? Uh, it's not prime time. It helps it being a one pm game. You reckon for these both sides, like for for Steelers to maybe have a chance? There's not the, the Friday night lights aspect on Kenny Pickett to win. I don't think it matters. I think it's just no. like Kenny's got nothing to lose. That's what I like about this as well. Even outside the injuries, 
Everyone expects him to lose. You know, I like him against Brady, like, as well now. I, I think as well, like, um, oh, thanks. Thanks for clarifying, Dave, that with the dashes. Because, yeah, I took that as not that they went on the list. Because when you look up Stefan Diggs that have dashes across the thing, to me, that's like, you're not there. Like, but anyway, that's, you know, you know what I don't understand, Mark? The NFL with all the ridiculous rules and, 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 you know, things in the collective bargaining agreement. Have a standard process for your injury reports. Like, come on, man. It makes it like the pack. It's very, co- very complicated, I think. But anyway, going back to like Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. has nothing to lose. Like, and I say, I like him even against Brady now. Like, look at all the crap Brady's going through off the field, man. Like, at least Kenny Pickett could go home to Acrishaw with everyone chanting Kenny and he'll be, like life will be good. Also, like... As I said to you off air, I think it was like week one of the season when after Trubisky had played, I think you and I caught up before the, the, the second show. And I said to you, put in Pickett. I don't care if we go 2-15. and 15. I don't care if he throws three or four interceptions a game. I just, I don't. Just go with him. Let him develop. Let him grow. Let him learn from it. That's where I'm at. Now, yes, I know 10 or 15 minutes ago, I said, it only matters if you win. <laughs> Fine, but but fine. I want that to be the attitude. Whether you do that or not, that's a different question. And and that's why I wanted them to go to pick it. But I honestly, I just think the the pressure's on the Bills this week. Thirteen and a half spread is massive. Yeah, that's a lot, like, man. Isn't it the biggest spread against the Steelers since the eighties or something? Yeah, I think it's in like nineteen seventy or something like that. They've been uh, yeah the worst, the, the the most underdog they've ever been. So, and what do we do best is we go out and win the games that we shouldn't win and we lose some of them that we should win. So, this is they could repeat history going there and beat the Bills. And I think it's all going to start because it's Kenny Pickett's first start. Like in his mentality, he doesn't want to lose. Like he doesn't care if they're underdog. He doesn't want to lose this game. He wants to go out there. 1969. Wow. It's been ages since they were this bad. So, yeah, he doesn't want to lose. And I think that having Muth healthy and, and Najee Harris and those kind of guys in the online playing pretty okay, we've got a chance. You know, do what, what I think we're going to expect um, What if this is a preview of, um, because I think the Chiefs are going to take out the AFC now. What if this is a preview of um, the first round of the playoffs? Ah, uh, Steelers going to, if they're the seventh seventh rounder. They could be, possibly. You never know, because if they go and win the division, uh, they'll be seed number one, I guess, and then we'll be number seven. And go I think they only need nine games at the moment. Yeah. I think you need nine games to make the seventh seed. I think if we have Pickett in there, Pickett's going to give us a better chance to win in this game than Trubisky. If they had Trubisky in, there's no way they're going to win. Well, uh, but also, as if you're going to send Trubisky in against this, the quality <laughs> of this Bills team, they know exactly what he's going to do. They had him last year, man. And Canada's, Labor- not, Canada's not some offensive genius. Like, if we had Andy Reid, you know, or um, Bruce Arians, then, you know, maybe. I mean, Bruce Arians would just get Trubisky killed with his offensive line. But, you know, like, the point being is that it's not like the Bills are sitting there quaking in their boots about Mitch Trubisky. With Kenny Pickett, it's an unknown. And that's what I love about that. And and I think, you know, right now, supposedly, you know, the um, Bucks have one of the best defenses in the NFL. This is a nice, with this many injuries, like if Tremaine Edmonds is out with these safeties out, this defense is still good from the Bills, but it's not, you know, what it, what it has the potential to be when all those mm-hmm. guys are in there. And so... This is works really well for the Steelers. I think this is really nice in that, that Kenny can go up against it this week. The O-line's becoming more cohesive. 
Then we go out, you know, next week at home against the Bucks. Like I like, I like this now. I'm feeling look, I'm feeling a lot better about it. I mean, the tone oh, of me voice, of, uh, like than what you and I were the last two podcasts we've done. It. The podcasts yeah. are way more fun because we have a chance now with Kenny Pickett. Whereas you just knew if they'll like if you're playing Mitchell Trubisky in this, I just wasn't a fan of the of his play. He was the worst, the worst quarterback in this league for the the first four games or whatever it was. At least now Kenny does promote the football down the field and gives the receivers the chance. He's linking up with uh, Pickens in the back shoulder pass. He's linking up with DJ. You know, this is a game now where if the Steelers go out and shock them, it'd be fantastic because it's gonna it's gonna rock the whole NFL. But the Bills might use the excuse, "Oh, we had too many injuries," but we don't care. We're gonna try and Steelers gonna try and get back to uh, two and three. Two and three versus the Bucks at home would be fantastic. Now, if the Steelers do lose, you keep pushing forward, man. That's all you can do. That's it. So, from your perspective, who's key on the defense? Who's going to shut this Josh Allen-led defense down? I reckon it's a, you know what honestly I think, I think it's a big game for Cam. I I, I think I think him at the middle trying to yeah. just him him getting in the yeah. face and um just bull rushing whoever's in front of him. I don't care who's in front of him, right? I think it's a massive game for Cam. I think he's been quiet the last few few, few weeks, uh, and I think he's starting to get a bit frustrated. And I think I know he needs help on the side, and there's no TJ Watt out there and, and guys like that. But I can see the the front line playing tremendous where. They, they can send, um, hopefully, three men or and, and plus Highsmith and whoever's if it's Malik Reed or five-man five, five men rush and see what happens. You know, we'll send a four-man rush because they were doing that in certain parts um, of the Bengals game, just sending four, dropping back in coverage and, and, and see how it goes. So get get Josh uh, Allen rushing around, a bit like Mahomes running around crazy. And if you've got no one to throw to, who'd you say Gabe Davis is out and all these guys are out? You know, no yeah. knocks. Who's going to throw to? You know, get him off his mark. Uh, I see. I see a big game for Cameron Hayward. To be honest, mm. Mm. What about you? I agree. I, yeah, I had a question, and I've thrown out to the live chat as well on this one. So, my fantasy football team, I have Josh Allen as my quarterback. My backup is Matt Stafford. I have the Steelers defense, and mm. I have Pat Freemuth. I'm leaving Pat <laughs> Freemuth in there. I've also got the Ravens defense, so I'm in a bit of a conundrum this week. Whether oh, you've been changing that defense every week, though. Yeah, and I've been getting it wrong. Man. Yeah, every every week, even last week, the Ravens had seven points in NFL fantasy, and the Steelers had six points. It killed me. But this week, I'm like, oh, do I play Josh Allen or not? That's my big question because I'm going up against the guy that's best in my league, and he's averaging like twenty points better than uh, me a week. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I, mean, I think the defense with Minka because Minka as well is going to have a big game, and if they, if they sub in Trey Norwood, I think he can also play too. He played really well against the Bills well, Minka, in week one. Minka, Minka, Minka practiced on Friday. I think it was limited practice. Yeah, if, if, if well, hopefully Minka plays. I'm saying if Terrell, if Terrell Edmonds is out, right? Edmonds yeah, is out. Practice. They'll sub in Trey Norwood, and I believe that he can have a big game too. He played really well in the week one as a rookie last year um, and was all over the field. So they're, they're, I don't know why they are so, so massive. What's, what's the reasoning why they are 14 points minus 14? Why do they have... Yeah, well, I don't think I, I don't think I I'm not sure that they like this injury report for the Bills has gotten bigger throughout the week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I wonder from that. And also, this is what happens when you've got like uh, Dave's like, I've got Diggs. He'll be fine with Diggs if he's playing. Kill us. Um, unless Levi Walters has big game against his old team, which is which sure, is a, there um, you go. which is a technicality. Um what was the question you asked me there? I've <laughs> already forgotten. <laughs> oh, the point spread. The point spread. Yeah. Right. But this is the difference between having Mitch Trubisky 
who in, inspires no one around this league and then having a Kenny Pickett, right? Like, oh. it's just so funny also seeing people in the NFL national media. There's the people that are like, Pickett played really well and showed that he's the guy. And there are people like, he threw three interceptions. They were bad it's throws. Like, it's like, like, did you even watch the game? And there's people no. that I actually respect out of it and uh, uh, that I saw saying that stuff. And I'm like, no. Nah. No, like, that, that that kind of stuff is like he literally played one half of football, and you're already jumping. No down, reps, right? no reps practicing. No, I'm not okay. I'm, actually, though, criticism criticism here to Tomlin. How? Uh, well, I mean, the the golden question is how spur of the moment was the decision to put Pickett in? Because you gave him no reps in a week of ten day a ten day prep. No reps with the ones. Yeah, but when you see Trubisky playing like that, you put anyone in. <laughs> you put, or, you put yeah, President or you in. take the notion of Mike Tomlin knew that was his option if it wasn't working and that the, the rest of the team had 10 days to prep and get fresh and the O-line to get more work done. i got to stop moving the shoulder when I'm talking. Um you know, get get that prep like that done, and that that way, if he he could provide a spark by doing something spur of the moment, that's that that's the one that I like. I wonder about with with Tomlin. To, to me, he gave the he gave Trubisky the best chance to win, and in in, in the four games he played, and he did nothing. Uh, nothing really tremendous really stood out for me with Trubisky, and that's the reason why they went to Pickett, and Pickett had the spark. They went up. They could have won that game last week. If he, if he didn't throw that the interception on second and 10 with three minutes to go. No, if the defense stopped it down the track, they would have won that game. Yeah, like... they could have won They could have won last week for sure. So I have much more confidence in Pickett with a full game, full practice. He's got Minka more swag. Minka wasn't great last week. Minka no, he was... wasn't. But, but they're there just... There bad plays from Minka. Like, bad they're more plays. confident. They're much more confident. Kenny's more confident in the team. He takes responsibility, accountability on himself. He doesn't say we. He says I. I said I need to do better. You know, I need to do this. Um, I can see just a whole new, fresh kind of, you know, face. And if we lose this game, sure, that happens. But I reckon the season could go maybe to playoffs if we have a chance just to rally around behind Kenny. But And, and we'll see it, though. Right? Well, I'm not going to say if we go three and out, it's, it's over for Kenny time. Because we are too reactionary. We're way too reactionary to everything, right? <laughs> so if he does play Man, bad, I just love then, it with then Kenny, man. I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the lows. I'm here for the highs. I'm here for 25 interceptions, like Bradshaw and, <laughs> and Manning, right? Like, I mean, it was 22, but, you know, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Like, yeah, why not? You know, and we um, and we still have to get. I up mean, Dave says if you give KP8 more reps, you already made the decision. Had to get the QB there. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I guess so. And you and I still have to get up at 4 a.m. too, mate. It's, we haven't got like any any 4 p.m. games yet. It's crazy. It's crazy. This is where I think, you know what though? This is where I think the NFL is behind other sports. And I know this is going to sound really critical, but it's the same thing with Trey Lance. If you draft someone in round one, in every other sport, they blood people through the through um, you know, the, the practice side of things. They they don't give everything, particularly when you invest in someone that's young and is a playmaker in a playmaking role. But yeah, I mean, I think they've made the decision. They've made the decision, though. When they drafted Kenny Pickett, they made the decision he was going to start this year, in my mind. Yeah, that's what and I'm I'll saying. I'll give that to the cows come home. Yeah, in, in the earlier show, I was, I was like... Like, they made the decision... Well, actually, just before you say that, though, they made the decision, if you actually reflect back on it with Mahomes and Alex Smith, 
They made the decision that Mahomes could start that year. They didn't because Alex Smith played really well when you actually compare that year to what he'd done. Like they were winning games. That's yeah. why they didn't change it. But that's what I mean. Maybe it's a good thing they they went with Trubisky for, for the first four because now you give Kenny Pickett the last thirteen, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you like it's not a full season for him to play. Um, and Dave says here there are no four p.m. games. That means that, that there's no for us. There's no seven seven a.m. games, which sucks. Yeah. We have to get up at four a.m. for the one p.m. games. Um, and but- there's no West Coast games, which is killing me because I'm I'm going to be going to America before Christmas and I'm not going to be able to get to a game. Oh, you can't get to a game. I don't think I'm going to be able to, nah, because I'll be on the West Coast. Go watch the Rams. They're Australia's team. Well, I obviously want to watch the Steelers, mate. <laughs> I might go. I might. I might be able to get to a Longhorns game, which should, which would be lovely. But, yeah, um, but you know the 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 Rams. They're promoting the Rams for us, right? You know that, right? It's in yeah, our face all the time. It's just like why they choose the Rams, like the Los Angeles Rams, because they're closest to us. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Why they chose them, like. I've actually, I've, I'm um, entered in the comp where I can win tickets. So I might take you over with me, mate. Go over the there. Rams. Yeah, and wear our Steeler jerseys. Like, I wouldn't really want to be there. I wouldn't be that excited, right? Because I'd go over to America. But, like, going to a Rams game just, doesn't really, you know, I'm like, whatever. Did you see on our national, uh, we'll, we'll tell the fans here, on our biggest, um, our second biggest morning breakfast program the other day, there were one of the um, hosts was making fun of two other hosts for spending, instead of spending time with their kids, they were watching the Rams 49ers game. Anyway, so she's like, yeah, they were too busy watching the Rammers and the 69ers. <laughs> and the whole place this erupted. Is why, the whole place erupted. This is why I can't talk to anyone in Australia, probably besides you with football. Because it's 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 you know there are some people I have on my Facebook that, that know football, but I'm like nah man, I I'm just I'm I'm sick of these Australian fans. They have no idea. It's 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 just it's really hard to to connect with them and actually like they don't, you know when someone knows football, you know when you meet them at the bar and you're like oh you 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 get it you get it a lot. But then other ones you meet and go you're talking about football season was like 2012, like those kind of like highlights. Like oh my favorite is when you run into a Patriots fan because there's heaps of them here and Brady fan and always wearing the Brady jerseys and like. You're like, yeah, you cheated. And they're like, no, we didn't. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And then you talk through all three occasions. And they're like, that never happened. I'm like, what What are you on? Like, you guys face penalties for that. Like, I had one I person think- once say to me, I want one person once say to me, oh, but deflating the ball doesn't do anything. That makes it harder to throw. I'm like, pardon? Mm-hmm. Like, what sport are you watching? Nah, it's, it's difficult, man. Like, I've just... Yeah, I've, I've noticed when I do have conversations, and obviously I'm, I'm, I'm the craziest fan here or whatever. But like when people don't know football and they try and act like they do, that that's that's most annoying. Or they they bring up players and they say, "Well, this guy is still here." And you're like, "No, he's not. He's not there anymore. <laughs> he's, he's another team." There you go, you're getting some love in the live chat, mate. Marky well, D's I do. I follow the team all the time. The like, like, like I love the team and stuff like that. But like when I meet other Steeler fans that have zero idea, and, and we're in Australia, that's why that's why I will never go to a Australian uh, NFL game in Australia because I don't want to be surrounded by. 50,000 fans wearing cowboy shorts and New York giant shirts. I can't handle it. And they'll, they'll be like, well, what's a fourth down? Why are they punting? What's, why is the game so long? I can't handle it. Can't do it. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, can't even go to, I can't even go to a bar during Super Bowl because there's too many Australian fans that have no idea about the game. And it frustrates me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, yeah, it's pretty hard.
You know what though, I've noticed? I've noticed though, like in being out the last couple of Saturday Sundays here for college, go watch college football with some mates and pubs. A lot, there's a lot more college football fans in Australia than there are like really knowledgeable NFL fans. That's something that I've experienced. Yeah, they might they might have went there. They might have had friends over there. You know, stuff like that. But um, uh, there are just to me, there's a lot of Australian fans here that that follow the game or watch it. And even on like I've talked to you a million times about this. There's a, there's, a, there's a few Facebook sites on um on on Facebook with the NFL Australia, and you look in there and go, what are you like? Someone to my my opinion, someone called uh the the Niners game versus Niners game versus Rams a boring game and I loved it I love that game it was full of defense <laughs> did you love the Colts Broncos game I love any game right but the Niners versus Rams was a good game in my opinion it was it was exciting it was defense it was that pick six from uh uh I can't remember his name he's, he's like he plays like Troy but um, yeah, maybe this is why I'll never leave my room because like I want to go to the pub and stuff. And if you and I, if you and I go to the pub together, we meet other fans. They're gonna hate us. They're just gonna be like, "Oh, actually, I'm gonna go um do my washing." <laughs> they won't want to handle our, our maybe Steelers intellect. I don't know. They're like, Michael Momali says, "I'm surrounded by sea chicken fans." Jesus, that's bad too. Oh. oh man! All right. Well, to wrap up the show, because uh, you and I are getting like chatty. Uh, Who's the one player that wins this game for the Steelers? And who's the one player that the Steelers have to stop to win this game? It's Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Let's go. Kenny Pickett, and man. Who do they have to stop? Who have to stop? And they got to stop uh, Stefan Diggs, I think, if he plays. Stop him, they got a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, they got to stop Josh Allen from the run perspective. That when he extends plays, because yes. they're the plays, they're the plays. Your defense can play well. You can cover everyone else, but when you let him make plays and scramble around and do things on his feet or rush in the you know that the 30, 30 yards toward the end zone, that's when it's a problem for me. So if you can stop hit the plays he makes when he gets out of the pocket, I think that you go a long way to winning there. You force him into more difficult throws. That's a real key. And then, man, I think it's I, I want to say it's Pickett, but it's Najee. If Najee can ease the pressure on Pickett. Mm-hmm. Life will be hunky dory. Like we need Najee to be making the the, the rush yardage, and not Kenny Pickett having to do it. Bonus if he can, but I want I don't want that, all that pressure on Kenny Pickett. This is where Najee steps up, right? If not, this is Najee. Like you do talk the talk, you walk the walk when you're fit. This is the sort of week where you need to have a massive game. Like you don't even have to break a hundred yards, but you need a couple of like. 20 30 yard gain like two like one or two 30 20 30 yard gains that just change the course of a drive soak up time of possession put the steals even if it's just putting them in field goal range they're the, they're the keys to winning this game absolutely, absolutely. you're telling me there's a chance a chance mate. there's a chance as always go Steelers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.